previously on Boonapt. So I was actually out in the wood uh, scouting for seagulls uh, to get with my slingshot. And so the only crew's name that was spelled inside of this uh, letter was Cucamelon. The hair is cut off of the Joker, and last I checked, Mr. St. Martin is bald. In order to better know the mind of this boonapper, we reached out to Ruby Heckler. One Point Perspective, in association with Walpole High Film Festival, presents Boonapped 2, Llama Drama. I'm Mr. Allen. And I'm Mr. Conley. And we're your hosts. To try to answer who is the Joker, I think we need to visit a cold case from 10 years ago. The case of Ruby Heckler. It was 2010, year eight of the festival. And at that time, all the crews had blogs that they would update every week with the progress of their movies. And there, there wasn't any social media at the time. Blogs were really the, the thing to do if you were going to communicate with your friends and, and group of friends, etc. In March of 2010, suddenly someone by the name of Ruby Heckler commented on nearly every crew's blog and not only were the comments really insightful in a like film production type of way but it was clearly someone who knew a lot about the movies and they were good comments and then the next week same sort of thing and I just happened to be like reply to the Ruby Heckler like thanks Ruby these are great comments who is Ruby Heckler and then the other crew started picking up on it and they would in their blog post sort of sort of give shout outs to Ruby Heckler and it became this big obsession who is Ruby Heckler and Ruby Heckler started to get more and more ambitious and antagonizing in in his comments and these weren't just random like like LOL comments these were like uh, mathematical proofs there were sonnets Ruby Heckler's years of terrorizing the Walpole Film Festival would eventually come to an end. Historians have compared what the Joker has done so far this year to what Ruby Heckler started off doing when he began his reign of terror. In order to better know the mind of this boonapper, we reached out to Ruby Heckler and asked for his advice, hunting this madman down. Now, we've distorted his voice so that his identity will be secret for another five months. We will not reveal the identity of Ruby Heckler until after this year's festival. Here we are talking to Ruby Heckler in our studio. Once again, his voice has been distorted for the safety of himself and for all of us. So can you tell us uh, what goes through the mind 
uh, Mr. Heckler. What goes through the mind of someone who is uh, tormenting the other crews? I mean, you've been there. It's been a decade, but can you tell us, you know, what's the thought process that goes into even just starting this? Uh, absolute pleasure, sort of addiction. Uh, you get addicted to the madness. You get addicted to watching other people uh, go mad. I would say the number one thing that you guys could do if you really want to find out who this Joker, copycat, not as cool as Ruby Heckler person is, I would say start interrogating someone random. Do not tell anybody. Start freaking out and start interrogating a random person. And don't look at the person you're necessarily interrogating. Look at everybody reacting. Who's smiling? Who's smirking? Who's looking at who? If you start doing that, those are the clues that you're going to pick up on. Because there's a very good chance, I mean, kids can't keep secrets at all these days, so there's a very good chance that this is not the work of one person, this could be the work of anywhere from, I would say, two to even six. So, R Ruby Heckler, we are so thrilled to have you here. Um, again, we are keeping your identity secret until after the festival. Should we make a lot of the name The Joker? Like, did you think a lot about your name, Ruby Heckler? So, the way I came up with my name was a bit random. Um, I basically put all the fruits into an anagram maker, and I picked whichever one had the best name, which was Ruby Heckler, which ended up being an anagram for Huckleberry. So, I, it's, it's interesting because I don't necessarily know the kids that are in your class, so I, I'm not sure. It could be totally random because the Joker, the movie, just came out. So it could be them just trying to lead you in a direction and just say the Joker because they think it's funny, they think it's cool, because, oh, it's the Joker. But at the same time, is there a student that looks like Joaquin Phoenix? Is there a student whose favorite director is Todd Phillips? Is there a student that came to school on Halloween dressed as Bradley Cooper's character from The Hangover? Look at the smallest things like that, because it's not... because. It could be that they did it not even on purpose, but if they loved Todd Phillips, then that means that they probably loved the Joker, and that means the Joker was on their mind, and that's why they did this. So it's those small details like that that can sometimes give you that little hint. So this year there is a Huckleberry crew. Do you think that that might play into this at all? I would love to say yes, and I hope that it is someone in Huckleberry just to keep the tradition going with the, with the anagram. But it's been a long time. It's been 10 years. So I don't, as much as I would love to say yes, I don't, really, I don't really know. But does that look like a huckleberry to you, that little joker? It's blue. Yeah, it could be. One of the backgrounds is blue. Could be. There's been a lot made about these backgrounds. But let me tell you, I will, tell, I will say when I was going through the Ruby Heckler phase, there are times where I left almost fake hints that like I said something in a post or I left something purposely to lead someone in the wrong direction. So like I said, the most authentic thing you can do, and I'll just go back to it, is if you start bringing it up, look at their reactions because it's really hard to hide. And there are times when I was definitely smiling in class when other people were getting interrogated by Ruby Heckler. And if someone was just straight up watching me while they were interrogating someone else, I could have been caught a lot sooner.
We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Struggling to fall asleep at night? Consider trying Mr. Urker's Bedtime Stories. Mr. Jim Urker will come to your house in the evening and spin wondrous yarns for you, such as the time one of the ponds in the town flooded back in 72, or where in Walpole the first Burger King was built, or the proper weight and dimensions of a relay baton, or the fascinating tale of when he made an inside straight in the World Poker Tour. Yes, each of these stories is guaranteed to last anywhere from three to four hours. We guarantee you will not off well before he finishes any of these tales. Use promo code ZZZZ. That's actually exactly seven Zs to receive 50% off your first visit from Jim Arker. Back in episode one, our forensic expert, Ms. Lara Harris, suggested that we should reach out to one of our psychology teachers. And when she promised us that psychology does not involve DNA, we decided to take her up on that. So we reached out to our psychology teacher, Mr. Gitkind, to see what kind of person would steal a Beanie Boo. He's here with us in the studio today. Welcome, Mr. Gitkin. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm taking a look at some of these uh, these messages. Um, a couple things that I, I noticed right off the bat. You know, the choice to uh, individually cut out letters, the amount of time that that would take, and just you know the meticulous manner that they go through. Right, each one is like very cleanly cut out. Um, you got to think this is taking you know 30, 40 minutes, and so you got you got to wonder, you know. What kind of person is this? This kid, who, you know, uh, you know, adult potentially, who's who's stealing these things and you know, uh, sending these letters. And you know, what strikes me is, you know, why wouldn't they just write it down, right? Why would they choose to cut all of these things out? They, there must be some sort of, you know, inferiority complex, some sort of concern about how their writing is going to come across, um, concern that their writing might be recognizable to the people who's the the recipient. Um, and I think that kind of illustrates part of the profile. I don't know. All right, so we're looking for somebody with potentially recognizable handwriting. I feel like that's usually not a good thing. Uh, there, there is, now that we mentioned handwriting, there is a small piece of handwriting on each of these letters. Now, is there anything you can uh, give us like a reading off of just by looking at these letters? Yeah, so I mean, typically th- this strikes me as it's likely to be a, a male suspect. Um, you know, girls tend to be a little bit more meticulous with their handwriting and the neatness of their handwriting. This looks strikes me more as a as a a male, um, just because it's a little bit messy. And I think the identification with the Joker uh, makes it seem like it's probably a male as well. Um, they're identifying with that kind of uh, chaos element that he's got going on, um, and I think it might give us a window into uh, their future behavior. Right? It, it illustrates a little bit of the uh, the psychosis that we have going on here. Right? The Joker is not a stable individual. I mean. And, you know, who, who kidnaps like this? You know, only somebody who's truly unhinged. And uh, it, it really it shows me why they might like the Joker. Um, so I, I'd estimate, you know, probably have a male, 
maybe 16 to 18 years old, uh, that sense of inferiority uh, because maybe they, uh, they don't have great handwriting, maybe they haven't been very successful at communi communicating with other people, and this is their only way to communicate, right? They're trying to assert their power, their dominance over other people. It's, it's, uh, it's really twisted. Should we be worried? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of person, you know, we often see with uh, psychopaths and sociopaths, uh, people with antisocial personality disorder, they, they start off with little, like, small things, right? You start off with, you know, the, the beanie boo or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's, it's a small animal, right? And then, you know, they're sending the letters with the, the small animal, and, like, you know, maybe they're cutting out little bits of the newspaper and wrapping the small animal and dropping off the film class, right? And it's that kind of callous disregard for the rights of other people, right, that manipulativeness, that deceitfulness that we often see with sociopaths. I mean, this is, this is textbook. It's textbook. So we got a textbook sociopath. Totally. Oh, my. Besides the Joker, this is the person's trying to identify with the Joker. Now, w does this remind you of any other famous cases? It's got kind of like a Unabomber vibe, you know? I, I think the, the idea of we probably have a recluse Right, somebody who doesn't want to have direct contact with his subjects, and so instead he's kind of terrorizing them from afar. Um, and that's why you get you know, the, the, the dropped-off letter and the disappearance kind of situation. You know, this is somebody who is uh, potentially living off the grid, potentially in the woods you know, somewhere, um, totally self-sustaining, certainly. Um, and perhaps you know, they're, they're just lonely, and these things are a source of comfort for them, right? I mean, very isolated. Um, so it's a possibility. You know, we, we don't really know what we're dealing with here. All right, so I'm looking at uh, the U in the word fun, which is on the red letter. Uh, you can find all of our letters on our website under the uh, podcast page and under the Boonapt tab. So you can see all the letters there online for all our listeners out there. But while we have our psychological profiler in here, I do want to ask him about uh, the letter U in the red letter, which is not actually a letter. It is uh, cut out of what looks like to be a man in a suit. So can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, so uh, just go through the text of this since I have it in front of you. So it says, hello, you have had time to adjust. Now the fun can begin. Check email. And the, the U in fun uh, is cut out of what appears to be um, a gentleman in a suit. And you can kind of see him. It looks like he's adjusting the button in his suit. Um, and it's interesting here because we really have, we have two serial killer archetypes that we can work off of, right? So we've got, or potentially serial... Uh, thief in this situation, not serial killer. Um, but yeah, we, we have the, uh, this, the Joker situation where he's like uh, disorganized all over the place, unpredictable, right? And then you have the more organized thief or organized uh, criminal uh, where they have a very meticulous way of go going about things. And so it seems like this thief may be uh, alluding to two components of their personality, right? It may be that they've got this this chaotic component of their personality, the Joker, but the U is supposed to be a reminder that, you know, if they have to, they can kind of button it up, clean up loose ends. Um, it's kind of like a, uh, you're not gonna catch me if even if you try situation. Um, maybe it's taunting their particular subjects. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Worried about tax season, even though you really don't have much in the way of an income because you're only 16 years old? 
you'll want to go with Mr. Murphy's Tax Services. Simple math made simpler. Addition, subtraction, multiplication, and limited division. Don't sweat it. Get some help from the best, Mr. Murphy. Use promo code MURPH to get half of 1% off. So we received a bunch of emails lately with some wild theories, pointing fingers all over the place. We've kind of compiled everybody's thoughts and looking at the evidence, I think we've streamlined this into two possible theories, or at least these are the two theories that we like the most. Our first theory is called the big ugly theory, and it points the finger square at the ugly fruit crew as the masterminds behind the boonapping. Domenico Straccia, who is the director of um, the Urker stories. And we know that Domenico loves the show Practical Jokers. Loves it so much that he and his sister Ava did their own episode a few years back where they trashed their sister Mia's room as a practical joke. Now, I've seen this video, and I've discussed with Ava Domenico's love of practical jokers. Now, obviously, every one of these ransom notes is signed the Joker. The big ugly theory is is definitely an interesting theory, and I think we can't take this lightly. I know we did send a hair to the lab and uh, one thing our, our forensic expert did say is that it is consistent with the same color hair that Domenico has. It's a very interesting, that is hard evidence, folks. It is. The color has been confirmed. Another thing linking Big Ugly to this case, if you remember back, Miss Engels said that she was quite confident at least one of the letters used an exacto knife that they have in art to cut out the letters. Two weeks ago, an exacto knife was found in Big Ugly's bin. Another tidbit for the Big Ugly theory is uh, our forensic art expert, Miss Engels, also mentioned she thought that uh, two people may have made these letters and one person paid a little bit more attention to the finer details. And I think that is a good little one-two punch between Domenico and Edwin. Uh, I think Edwin might have had a little bit finer detail on, uh, on his letter, and I think that helps that theory as well. However, we've never been able to pinpoint ugly to any of the crime scenes. There's no hard evidence linking Domenico or Edwin or Jarvis or Von Klock, any of these masterminds behind the crime. Uh, one student that seems to keep appearing uh, around the crime scenes or is after school late on days that you know suspicious shady activity has gone down uh, is the basis of our next theory. And we're referring to this as the grape theory. A few reasons behind this. Uh, the timing of Jimmy's days that he's staying after extra late versus when these uh, crimes and boonappings are happening. 
that uh, those correlate pretty well. So there's definitely some uh, suspicious activity going on there. More evidence that is pointing to grape is actually uh, came in as a hint from some of our listeners. Looking at our website on uh, under the podcast page, under the Boonapped tab, they've been looking at these letters. And w- someone pointed out that on one of the more recent letters, on the pink letter directed to the film class, there is a large purple circle in the bottom right corner where the Joker's face is. And that, some people have said, resembles a grape. And that note does read, there is a clue in this note. People have theorized that the clue is, in fact, a grape. Another thing that should be noted is that when this note was presented to the film class, Jimmy's film class, Jimmy never left his seat to look at the note, whereas nearly every other crew came up to read the note. And Ruby said that we should be paying attention to the people in the background, maybe not the people right in front of us, to see what their reaction is. Another major clue pointing to Grape is there have been a lot of other boonapping and sort of retaliating and kind of malarkey, jumping around people, grabbing booze and whatnot, and then they're returning them and that haven't been reported on this podcast because we've kind of stuck to the case. However, at one point, Nori, the lovable narwhal, Beanie Boo, from Grape, was boo-napped for a day and then returned. In that time, the Joker sent an angry email calling out these imposters for grabbing Nori saying it wasn't him, which again is why we didn't report it. However, who would know better than anyone else that he didn't take his own Beanie Boo? In other words, the Joker knew instantly that there was a copycat who had taken Nori, the lovable narwhal. Next time on Boonapt. We should we should look to get a search warrant and we should we should dig in his backyard. The student approached me in class and asked me a very strange question that didn't make any sense to me at the time because this was prior to uh, becoming aware of what a boonapping is. What was going through your mind when he asked you to write this ransom note? <laughs>